0: Everybody. welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We are your tipsy host, Sarah,
1: Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey. Hey guys. Hey. You were showing us a TikTok about Hogwarts houses. Mm-hmm.
2: Yes. We played the game of match the song to the house.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. And I guessed.
2: You did. 75% and correct, yes.
1: Well, because you told me the first one. That's right. Don't make it sound like I got one wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so Ravenclaw's was yellow. Was it yellow? Yeah, yellow by Coldplay, and I said, "Of course, Ravenclaw's Coldplay." I feel like you guys got offended by that. <laughs>
2: yeah, I just feel like it's so. I mean,
1: Why do you think that? I meant it as a compliment? I love Coldplay. I think I wasn't Coldplay. Offended? I just was genuinely curious. Like, what makes you say I that? Feel like Coldplay has very insightful, thought out lyrics. And is that how you would describe us? I would we're just Ravenclaw. <laughs> I would describe Ravenclaw as like they think about things and they're. Mm-hmm they have insight and logical, and I feel like Coldplay's songs, a lot of them, they are like, hmm. there's a deeper meaning underneath it. Like I said, I think that Coldplay writes intelligent songs. Oh, she called us intelligent. It's the think, first time. I think.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I think <laughs> so. She called us intelligent. Coldplay writes intelligent songs. <laughs> sure. About the... <laughs>
0: you know made-up house that we are in so So,
2: obviously well first of all it's real
1: i know i've been saying like lately like when i'm talking to evan i'll be like she's a slytherin blah blah blah," she said this and he's like you know these are not real (laughs) i'm like but they are (laughs) they are they're they're not indicative of your personality because it's a fictional book i'm like but it's real
0: (laughs) But it also describes, oh, but like, it also describes people very well.
1: So when I say someone is a Slytherin, like, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. He knows what I mean. And he still is like, it's not real.
0: For some he's just trying to you <laughs> into
1: reality. It's okay. Doesn't he's a work. party pooper. I know, he is. <laughs> Love you. What house is Evan in? He's a Gryffindor.
2: Really? That's <laughs> not very Gryffindor of him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was kind of surprised that he's a Gryffindor, but he's very blunt, says it how it is. But also, like, is very, cares about others as well, so. I could see him being open door. He stands up for the little guy. I'm the little guy. (laughs) I'm the Hufflepuff. I'm the little guy. (laughs) He's like, protect me. (laughs) Stand up for me, because I won't do it. It's my favorite TikTok I quote all the time, where it's like, Don't fuck with me, because then I'll be upset, and I will do nothing about it. (laughs) you (laughs) and it's me. So every time I get upset at work, me and my friend quote that. She goes, "Then I'll be upset. (laughs) Like, and I'm gonna do nothing. (laughs) Go away. Be sad by myself. Be sad by myself. Listen to some Natasha (laughs) Bedingfield. No, mine's Natasha Bedingfield. I know. I'm gonna go listen to her in my office to cheer me up. (laughs) Hers was pocket full of sunshine, and I feel a little offended by that. (laughs) Hi, I feel like that's a
0: good thing. No
1: hello
0: you need that you're like happy and bubbly and a pocket full
1: of sunshine (laughs) no did i take that the wrong way (laughs) you didn't take it the wrong way that a pocket full of sunshine is about being a pocket full of sunshine okay
0: good i didn't know there's a deeper meaning like cold (laughs) play yeah you never know cold (laughs) play
1: that's what we were talking about right before we started recording so there you have it guys (laughs) tiktok
0: what are we talking about tonight Smorgasbord. Smorky. smorg.
1: Smorky smorg. <laughs> Two different directions, but it's okay. Like it's not a good.
0: No, a smorgasbord! We're each going <laughs> in different lanes, <laughs> yes. in different directions.
1: Yes. I was over in Europe driving in the other <laughs> lane. <laughs> in Europe driving in a different on lane. On the wrong side of the highway, on the wrong side of the car. <laughs> we were not meeting up.
2: So in Europe, <laughs> yes. they drive on the left side of the road. Yes. And if I'm here driving on the right oh, side, we're then we're actually, the we're just driving the down the same path. Yep. But, side oh, by uh, side. Uh-oh. I was thinking we were going to hit each other. <laughs> no, we would never because we're on separate sides of the road.
1: I get it. Okay. We're on separate <clears throat> sides. Okay. 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 All right. Boydson's going to spin and tell us who's going first. Oh. Remember the days we had to make our own sound be? effects? I don't know oh, what
2: color I am. I'm red. I can't see where the I think I'm white. Is. You're red. you
1: Yay.
2: Well, how about that? What um, are you going to talk about? You remember that time we went to Dallas? I do. No.
0: <gasps> Refresh my memory. Yes.
2: We yeah. went to Arlington to visit the Lost Cemetery of Infants. Mm-hmm. And we found another park um, that had a couple of things. One being Hell's Gate. Yes. Okay. And the other being the Screaming Bridge.
1: Are you going to talk about the Screaming Bridge?
2: I am going to talk about the Screaming Bridge. That is the case. Yes. The Screaming Bridge is apparently an urban legend around Texas and brings in anyone from thrill-seeking teenagers to paranormal investigators looking for an experience. We were the latter. (laughs)
1: Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Experience.
2: So the goal is always the same, to hear the screams of those who have died, and I- realize now that that's a kind of a terrible sentence. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Could you reread that? What is wrong with you? So, you want to hear the
2: screams? No, it was... Um, the screams
1: of children dying! <laughs> <laughs> no. Do you have my voice? <laughs> Which voice is that what that was? I think so.
2: To Did answer you your question, no, I don't proofread. But it, we weren't supposed to, like, have an in-between between those sentences, so, like... <laughs> The screaming bridge brings in anyone from thrill seeking teenagers to paranormal investigators looking for an experience. And the goal is always the same to hear the screams of those who have died. (laughs) No, it didn't sound better.
1: (laughs) It sounded worse the second time. When you go there, I want to hear dying people. Dead people screaming. Scream to me, dying people. (laughs) Scream to me. (laughs) Okay. Cool. Got it. Dead people screaming.
2: Like a disembodied (laughs) scream.
1: The screaming bridge, I get it. Full that's, circle. That's We're the here. goal. That is the goal. Yeah. It's the only reason.
2: <laughs> um <laughs> the thing about this urban legend is that it's based around true events. I should start proofreading. <laughs> <laughs> On the night of february fourth, nineteen sixty one, a car plunged off a burned out wooden bridge and landed in a ravine. Well that sounds terrible. Even worse, inside there were six teenagers Aww. out for a joyride after the movie. The car approached the bridge around forty-five miles an hour, but it was too dark for the driver to see that the bridge was burned, and they drove right through it. Mm. The car came to a stop on the roof. A young
1: man. Wait, the car came to a stop on the roof
2: <laughs> of the vehicle.
1: Like, like it flipped over. Here's a so play-by-play: play. <laughs> car,
2: car going fast,
1: <laughs> forty-five miles an hour. I got that. Car goes through bridge, burning bridge, burning, burning bridge. Did, no, it's a whole a
2: bridge that's not a bridge anymore. Right, got right, that. There's a hole. And so and there's a ravine underneath. Right. And so they smash into the opposite side of the ravine, rolls, lands Thank on you. the roof, upside of down, the vehicle. Okay, I'm with you. Now. Now. Where they <clears throat> came to a stop. Okay. A young man witnessed this accident. He had just come to a sudden stop in his own car, just three feet from the edge of the burned out bridge. Dang. He was honking his horn and waving his arms in an attempt to get the girl's attention. But police suspect this startled the driver, causing her to speed up.
1: Oh, so he tried to warn him. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. It's
0: okay. They sped up to get away from him?
1: Yeah, like this guy was honking <clears throat> and he sounded, flashing his lights. He might things. have looked gotcha.
2: creepy. Gotcha. Because it's dark. I bet it did look creepy. They're young. Yeah. At night. I
1: probably do the same.
2: So he called for help, and soon ambulances arrived, taking the girls to Arlington Memorial. The driver, 16-year-old Mary Lou Goldner, as well as 17-year-old Claudie Jean Reeves, were killed instantly. Later, in the early morning hours, Kathy Fleming arrived to Baylor Hospital, dead on arrival. (gasps) Donna Post, Dorothy Ibsen, and Joanne Anderson were injured with multiple fractures and concussions. Mm. In fact, Joanne required emergent brain surgery early that next morning. None of the girls were carrying any ID, and police only learned of their identities after Dorothy regained consciousness. There was an investigation into the circumstances of the accident, and it was determined to be (coughs) arson on the bridge. Mm. Four high school boys were responsible for burning the bridge and were indicted and brought before a grand jury. However, according to their attorney, a few days before the girls' accident, the boys said that they were driving down the road on a night of heavy snowfall when they stopped at the bridge. One boy suggested starting a fire to the bridge, but the reason for doing so remains unclear. They found straw, lit a match, and drove away. Okay. The boys' parents and, quote, leading citizens of Arlington went on record to testify that this was just a prank and that the boys were just young and didn't think.
1: About what it would be like (laughs) to take out a whole bridge? Lighting a wooden bridge on
2: fire. Yes. Lighting a bridge on, like, setting fire near wood. (coughs) Yeah. Basically. Okay. Also, it's-
1: I'm uh, imagining it near forest or wooded area. Ravine. Bridge. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I also have to mention that one of the theories thrown around about why they set fire was to impede the travel of the predominantly black community into North Arlington.
1: Oh, okay, Mm -hmm. so, racially motivated.
2: So that's what some people say. Okay. Um, and, you know, it matches up with the time period. Sure. But.
1: (coughs) The 60s, right? Yes. The civil rights and all that. Yes.
2: Um, but ultimately the grand jury declined to bring any charges. The wooden bridge was not replaced, and the remnants were bulldozed and then covered with large concrete drainage tunnels. These were then covered in asphalt up to the level of the original bridge, until another fatal accident on March 10th, 1994, when Raylan Johnston and Tammy Lynn Dodson tried to outrace an oncoming train.
0: Never, good. Never it, a good idea. No,
2: it's not. Final <coughs>
1: Destination told me that.
2: Man.
1: That movie messed me up. Oh I've gosh, never seen it. Too. There's Any lots of them. Of them.
2: No, yeah. because I keep hearing like, oh, Final Destination, yeah, but then it. those are already my fears.
1: It'll make yeah. you afraid of normal things.
2: Um, That's true story. I already am. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just don't do it.
2: They were trying to outrace an oncoming train. It struck the passenger side of the truck, knocking one woman out of the vehicle and pinning the other. Uh-huh. Both died at the scene. After this, the road was closed, and the myth of the Screaming Bridge was born. The legend has since migrated to a nearby bridge, totally unrelated to either of the accidents. Um, and it's said that visitors will hear the sounds of car tires screeching, hear the screams of those who died, and witness <laughs> the dates and names of those who died can be seen <coughs> glowing in the river late at night. Like just... Just the Forming. dates and the names.
1: Okay. Interesting. Okay. That'd be cool.
2: Others have reported lights on the bridge as well as a mystic fog and strange feelings. Okay. It reminds me of, um, you know, the Lion King whenever they see yes. the, <laughs> the pictures and the yes, stars. Yes, the stars. That's <clears> what <throat> it reminds me of.
1: So this place is supposedly really hard to find or?
2: Well, so. Um, <laughs> Fun story. Per my story, the bridge doesn't exist.
1: Okay. Not anymore.
2: So they just found a nearby bridge. And associated the two together. Yeah. Which, so it's a a myth. It's an urban legend. But I feel like.
1: But these people really did die. So that's why I'm confused about. These people did die. Okay.
2: But the bridge that people say is the screaming bridge is not the screaming bridge. And I feel like that gives paranormal investigators a bad rap. It's like, oh, well, I mean, these people say that this stuff happens. But I don't, I don't, I'm less. There's no history with that bridge. I'm less inclined to believe that something actually happens on that bridge.
0: Right. I get that. Well, we were gonna go see that bridge
2: mm-hmm. <clears throat> until we found out that it wasn't real
0: and after taking deep dives into reddit
2: yes
1: reddit was
0: helpful <laughs> it was yeah shucky Darns. we could have been
1: walking around <sighs> on a bridge for hours. another bridge a bridge to nowhere all right who's going next uh let me spin Inner, oh, it doesn't have any. Oh no, sound, no sound, no sound. I think I'm still red.
2: You're red. Sarah's yellow. Yay! That's Sarah. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! Thank you. she was so excited for you
1: it really <laughs> looks really like it landed on me what how it totally didn't <laughs> maybe i'm a little more tootsie than i thought i was <laughs> yay <laughs> yay i'm last i can't wait to hear your story <laughs>
0: good okay Great. <clears throat> but first you have to listen to mine okay Hi. I think i would love to. I had a true crime this week for our smorgasbord. True crime, mm-hmm. I did, and All
1: the time.
0: Robert Stroud, um, aka the Birdman. Do you know this man? Mm, this is sounding
1: familiar. Okay, look at that's Poison singing. I'm so <laughs> proud of you. Do you know oh, Birdman? Our first I have time. heard of Birdman. Okay. I don't know too much about him, so I can't wait. Oh, okay, cool.
2: Same as Robert, wasn't it? Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob,
1: Bob, Bob. the Birdman. Bob, Bob Bob the Birdman. The Birdman. Can we he... fly it? <laughs> yes, we can. Oh, no, that's so clever. <laughs> well <you>. done. <clears throat> I'm really good at songs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm finding that out based off of kids' TV shows. Pre
1: K. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't even watch that. Yeah. Oh. We did have a Dora episode. You just wait till
2: we get to Blues Clues. It's coming.
1: Blues Clues. <clears throat> Wonder Pets. What's Wonder Pets? What's gonna work? Teamwork. Oh, those little the guys! Phone. The phone is ringing. That's a cute
2: show. You yeah, know my favorite is Little Einsteins.
1: Oh. I do like Little Einsteins. We're going on a trip in, in our favorite rocket Robert Robert ship, zooming through, through the sky. Little, little Einsteins. Einsteins. You did the clap. I wasn't ready for the clap.
2: <laughs> this is how she, she was listening to what your
1: Little Einsteins because <laughs> <laughs> you did the clap. So you took a break. and was like, yeah. <laughs>
0: Is a break I know, time. I know, I know. Okay, let's talk about Bob, Bob the Birdman.
1: Bob
0: the Birdman. Bob was born January 28th, 1890, in Seattle, Washington. His father was an alcoholic, and Robert ran away from home at the young age of 13. Mm. By the time he was 18, he had made his way to Cordova, Alaska. Yes. While he was there, he met a woman named Kitty O'Brien. Kitty. Was a sex worker and Robert was a pimp, unfortunately, at that time. So, um, one night, a man named Charlie Dahmer did not pay Kitty for her services. Mm. Dahmer, yes, Uh and um, he also beat her and then he tore her necklace off, which was very significant to her. I think he tore her neck (laughs) out.
1: It's like (laughs) I was ready for it. I was like, dang. Some crazy, <laughs> no up in necklace,
0: here. still offensive. I know, rude. So, so rude. when Robert found out about all this, though, he became enraged and confronted Charlie. The two began fighting, and Robert ended up shooting Charlie. Charlie later died from his gunshot wounds, mm-hmm. and Robert actually went to the police station and turned himself in. He told police that he knocked Charlie unconscious and then shot him at point blank range. Robert was found guilty of manslaughter on august 23rd 1909 and uh sentenced to 12 years in the local federal penitentiary that's a hard word to write fyi
1: penitentiary i always misspell it it. (laughs) i have to rely on um spell check to catch me
0: yes i did write it several times in this
2: story take a note from lindsey and call it the fed pen Ooh, the fed pen
1: DVD. I like that. It's like it's gonna
0: Catch on. <laughs> it's gonna catch on. Yes. Let's see if I can remember it because it's in here a few times. So.
2: Bob's gonna go to the Fed Pin. <laughs>
1: sounds Stop. like a fun place to <laughs> be, Bob.
2: Oh, just wait. It gets Bob, even more fun.
1: Fed Pin is not as fun as it sounds. I don't think it is.
0: It's not all it's cracked up to be. While he was in the Fed Pen, he was known to <laughs> be so much already. <laughs> one of the most violent prisoners. He fought frequently mm. with the other inmates and staff. He stabbed an inmate who reported him for stealing food from the kitchen. He assaulted a hospital orderly who reported him to the prison administration for attempting to get morphine. And he stabbed another inmate.
1: Uh-huh. So not really... Uh, Nice dude. You can't stab people at the pen, Bob. I'm
0: telling you. It's <laughs> frowned upon. Dang
1: it, Bob.
0: Major frown. Uh, because of all of this, he was sentenced to an additional six months, and he was transferred to the federal Fed pen in Leavenworth, Kansas.
1: Hold, please. He stabbed somebody, and he only got six extra months?
0: Yeah, he was already sentenced for manslaughter, so they gave him an extra six months mm-hmm. for, I'm sure, I mean, you'll hear, I'm yeah. uh I'm going to keep going here.
1: Leavenworth. Got it. March 26,
0: 1916, Robert was reprimanded by one of the guards for violating a rule, but this would result in him losing visitor privileges. Mm. He had planned on seeing his younger brother, who he had not seen, in eight years. So Mm. this made him very Very angry. And he stabbed the prison guard. God damn it. Bob, stop stabbing people. (laughs) Bob is angry. (laughs) Where is he getting all this stabbing material? He made a shiv. He's
1: made lots of them. He made a shiv and stabbed.
0: All right. So he did stab a a prison guard. Obviously not great.
1: Another six months.
0: Well, no, because this was a a guard. Oh.
1: Also, it's a second offense. Yes.
0: Second offense. Yes. Oh,
1: that's true. Good point.
0: So um, this time he was convicted of first-degree murder for killing the guard. And after three different trials, he was ultimately sentenced to death by hanging. Three trials? Dang. Yes. This story is just a lot of twists and turns. So After he found out his sentencing, which was to be death by hanging, uh, his mother wrote a letter of appeal to President Woodrow Wilson, begging him not to kill her son. And it actually worked, so the ex- execution was halted. I <laughs> can't say that word. The execution was halted eight days before it was set to happen. Instead, his sentence was changed to life in prison, and he would have to live out the rest of his life in solitary confinement. Let's talk a little bit about how he was started to be called the Birdman. Okay, how did he get his nickname? Well, while he was serving his time at Leavenworth, sometime during 1920, he found a nest of three injured sparrows in the prison yard. He decided to nurture these... I ba- almost said bears. <laughs> He's the bear man.
1: It's like, it's like me when I say the wrong thing.
0: <laughs> it was like real committed. Um, he took Aww, care of the birds. The
1: bear man.
0: <laughs> and he saved these little birds, so... he kind of just grew liking for the birds from right from the beginning.
1: That's interesting. Right? Um, and that
0: began his fascination. Um, the Stabbing
1: pris- people and saving <laughs> birds. Here we go.
0: <laughs> just spend a little time by yourself and suddenly you want to save birds. That's how it happens. The prison's warden saw an opportunity to show the public that the facility could be used as a progressive rehabilitation penitentiary. Okay. A rehab pen, if, you'll, if you will.
1: Rehab pen, love it. Repin, repin.
0: <laughs> oh, so uh, so he wanted to kind of build off of this idea. He gave Robert bird cages, chemicals, and basically anything that he needed to take care of these birds.
1: Chemicals sounds great for a guy who has stabbed several people. Right. Yes, I agree with that logic.
0: So Robert was kind of put on display, if you will, for the public, and visitors were allowed to see his work and also buy canaries from him. He had canaries.
1: He had, he had lots over of birds.
0: Three hundred canaries in his <sighs> cell at one given time. Sounds that sounds amazing. Sounds
1: <clears throat> terrible for his like roommate. Or
0: he said solitary, so he's uh, by himself. That's true. That's true. But no, it's like still, all those birds duh. flying
1: around, right? Three hundred birds in one cell. Those cells are not big.
0: So he raised over three hundred canaries in his cells, and wrote two books. One of them was titled "Diseases of Canaries." okay okay and you know let's be real honest here he really knew nothing about the science behind how to care for these birds but he was taking care of them so he thought he knew quite a bit and you know given that the time was what night what did i say 1920s there wasn't really
1: a lot of late 1920s
0: a lot of books written on the care of canaries it's the
1: roaring 20s (laughs)
0: so people kind of took what he said for the gospel if you will like nobody else was writing about it and he thought he was an expert Cause he spent a lot of time with these birds so he would just like make stuff up and put it in a book and people would t- take that as the truth even like bird specialist would say take everything that he wrote they later debunked a lot of his theories but just thought that was kind of interesting <sighs> he started gaining a following and people even began having sympathy for him as that, as they do you know those things happen. his business grew and it kind of got out of control and every letter had her, had, to, had every letter had to be screened by prison staff and he even needed his own prison secretary mm. the birds were allowed to fly freely in his cells which as you can imagine resulted in massive amounts of bird poop
1: as you and say but that stank real bad it just everywhere. Can
0: you just imagine, like, piles of it on your bed, on your clothes? Mm. You know, while he was in prison, though, he married a bird researcher, researcher named Della Mae Jones.
1: Della Mae. Della, Della Mae. I love May. that name.
0: So, there are a few different reasons why he was eventually relocated to Alcatraz. And the first reason was that he advertised in a publication, so I'm guessing he wrote something to a journal or a newspaper of some sort. <clears throat> That he didn't get any money from one of his books, and as retaliation, the publisher of the book complained to the warden, which resulted in his transfer. Um, the other reason was that this was now right in the middle of World War Two, So we were in the 20s, but now we're in the 40s. Okay. And most men were recruited to join the military during this time, which resulted in a reduced number of staff and prison guards at the federal prisons. Gotcha. So, most of the high-profile criminals, like the Birdman and, like, Al Capone, they were transferred to Alcatraz during this time, where they could keep a closer eye on them.
1: I was going to say, this is what I know of him, was him being in Alcatraz.
0: Mm-hmm. So, he was transferred to Alcatraz on December 19th, 1941. Did they bring his birds with them? I'm going to get there. Oh, okay.
1: Stop asking <laughs> questions, please.
0: He was known as mm-hmm. inmate number 594. Okay. Alcatraz, as you can imagine, had some pretty strict rules, which meant that he was not allowed to keep up with his bird hobby. Uh, that's so sad. I know. Isn't it weird how you get sympathy for these people over time? I don't know.
2: It's for the birds. They had love and care. I mean, but they were, it was almost hoarder
0: level, so... He ended up spending six years in segregation and another 11 years confined to the hospital wing in the penitentiary.
1: So did they take him off the solitary confinement because of... Girl, you gotta just let me talk. Sorry, 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 yeah.
0: sorry. Don't ask questions. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay. In 1943, he was assessed by a psychiatrist and diagnosed as a psychopath. <gasps> Shocker. I know. With an IQ of 112. Oh. Respectable. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. No. Rumors floated around the prison that he was, quote, an aggressive homosexual with a bad temper.
1: I don't like that aggressive part. Right. In
0: 1959, his health began failing, and he was transferred to the Medical Center for Federal Prisoners in Springfield, Missouri. Oh,
1: okay. Coming back over. Yeah.
0: Just a little bit about his time during Alcatraz. He was allowed access to the library, and he began studying law. He was also allowed to play chess with some of the prison guards, mm. and he tried at one time to petition the government that his long prison term amounted to cruel and unusual punishment. Mm. In 1962, a film was made about Robert Stroud titled The Birdman of Alcatraz, which is interesting because he was really the birdman of Leavenworth.
1: Alcatraz will not right? let him have his birds. I
0: know, but it's catchier, you know, when you say yeah. Alcatraz, but that's how he's known as Birdman of Alcatraz. Um, And this featured actor Burt Lancaster, who portrayed Robert. Over the years, he had been seen in a more favorable light. People even came together and tried to demand his release, which did not work. Uh, But people who were actually in the prison with him all the time, they, they stated that he was, quote, extremely dangerous and a menacing psychopath, disliked and distrusted by his jailers and fellow inmates. On November 21st, 1963, he died at the Springfield Medical Center at the age of 73. He had been incarcerated for 54 years, 42 of which were spent in solitary confinement. And I had heard that at Alcatraz, um, his solitary confinement cell was actually below the prison. So he really didn't have much exposure at all. And that when they would play chess with the guards, they would come down to his cell.
1: Yeah. Down
0: there. and it was like a little apartment down there because by that point they were like, he's not gonna hurt anybody right now. Right. They just he has no interaction. And there was some talk about him being involved in the Battle of Alcatraz too when they tried mm-hmm. to escape. Right um and about what his role is is kind of confusing because if you watch the birdman of alcatraz it makes it seem like he had this like big glowing role in the battle of alcatraz but he really didn't i mean he may have like helped a few people here and there but
1: oh so he was like trying to help
0: he was there yeah and he did you know he was trying to help the guards interesting not the escape for someone
1: who's a psychopath
0: correct yeah okay And that is all I have for you about the Birdman. Thank you. Fascinating. Bob the
2: Birdman. Yeah. Hello, friends and enemies. We want to introduce you to our podcast, Marmalade Mysteries. We are four best friends brought together by true crime, but separated geographically. Because apparently we have to be independent people or something. Is this just another true crime podcast? Mm, kind of. We discuss murders and mysteries that confuse and baffle and cover missing people to help rally community awareness. But the most important part of our podcast is our friendship. Aww. We have Ariel, our foodie who lives in London, Georgia, our bon vivant in New Orleans, Lisa, our nurse who is saving the world in Texas, and Olivia, our anime lover in Hong Kong. Despite living across the world from each other, we make it
1: work. With late nights, early mornings, and lots of coffee, time zones are our biggest enemy.
2: We're just having fun with it, and we want you to come along this adventure with us. Get ready to bring your theories about the most talked about murders and mysteries of our time. Like what you hear? Love true crime? Subscribe to Marmalade Mysteries and look out for new episodes each Monday. Stay mysterious and we'll see you on the other side.
1: All right.
0: Should we spin just to make sure? No. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to Spain,
1: and I don't know why I do this to myself, where I do um, all these words that I'm not going to be able to pronounce, and I don't. Mm -hmm.
0: I I can't wait. And
1: then I go last, and it's like.
0: It's it's (sighs) meant to be.
1: It's meant to be. It was
0: the will of the wheel.
1: I am going to do a bit of a true crime, a bit of a little bit of folklore.
0: A bit of a little bit? Okay.
1: A bit of a little bit. It's all going together. So
0: it's tiny. It's a tiny amount. Got it.
1: We're going to talk about Manuel Blanco Romazanta, who is. The werewolf of Illarez.
0: Ooh, a werewolf story. A
1: werewolf story.
0: I'm here okay. for
1: it. So he was born in November. Cool. <laughs> Me too. He was born. Am I a werewolf. I was like, why did you say in? <laughs> he was born November eighteenth, eighteen o nine. Oh, okay. And he Ooh, is. What is Spain's first recorded serial killer. I thought you were going to say first recorded werewolf. <laughs> <laughs> that too. Yeah. We'll get to it. But okay. he is their first recorded <laughs> serial killer. All right. So he was born in Riguero, Escos. huh One of five children born to Miguel Blanco and Maria Roma Santa. This part I don't understand, but here we go. He was originally thought to be female and was named Manuela and raised as a girl until the age of six when a doctor reassigned his sex. Maybe I, did he have both arms? I, I'm wondering if he was intersex, yeah. and that's how they didn't know yeah. till he was six years old. There's obviously some confusion. Six years old seems very old to not know the sex. You
0: know, it's early 1800s. We're going to come him some slack. So, didn't know.
1: Mm-hmm. he was pretty small. Like, even as an adult, they said, as an adult, he was between four foot six and four foot eleven. So he was very small. He was blonde, and he was described as tender looking.
2: It sounds creepy. As that but. made me really uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> so I don't really like, like it. creepy. They basically described him as very effeminate, and so I'm wondering if I'm he was this very not sm- sound
0: werewolfy at all.
1: <laughs> he was very small. <laughs> <Rawr. laughs> Catman, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> but they're saying he's very small. Maybe that's why they thought he was female. I don't know. Okay. All right. So, it is believed that his family was wealthy because he was literate. And at that time, people who could read and write was typically people from a wealthy family. Okay. All right. So, he worked as a dressmaker when he became an adult. And he married but was widowed a year later. Mm. Uh, Wife died of natural causes. It wasn't him. (laughs) I know I said he's a serial killer, but this was not his first victim. Thank you for clarifying. (laughs) You're welcome. So, after his wife died, he became a traveling salesman. (laughs) sausages sausages no this is a different cheese episode board. but this is a different episode actually this board. comes
2: before the eileen episode so oh, okay so Let let's be not famous say. in spain that would be similar to like a sausage tacos
1: board. <laughs> he was a traveling salesman for tacos now that is somebody who i want to come to my door <laughs> a traveling taco salesman <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's like, bring me your best platter.
1: <laughs> Do you want to buy some tacos? I'm uh, like, yes, hell yeah, get inside, give me your oh. catalog, Luntzey. <laughs> well, I'm on want in tacos. Get inside. I to buy your tacos. Whoa, Whoa. Not that kind of tacos. I don't know what he was a traveling salesman for, but <laughs> we're gonna we're say going tacos. tacos. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So he moved throughout Spain and Portugal. He was also a guide for travelers through the mountains. So in eighteen forty four, he was charged with murder of Vicente Fernandez, who was a government official of Lyon. So Fernandez was found dead after attempting to collect a debt from Blanco. Blanco failed to appear in court and so he was judged guilty by default and sentenced to ten years. But he's on the run. He's running <laughs> All right, so he lived in hiding for about a year in an abandoned shelter. He got a fake passport using the name Antonio Gomez from Portugal. He lived in a small village, and he worked various jobs there. But women and children who hired him as a guide began to disappear. Oh, no. They were not reported as missing at first because he was delivering letters to their family saying that they had moved on to their new place, and they were doing great, and everything was fine. So nobody thought they were missing. They (laughs) thought they just left. But then he started selling his victims' clothing, and this was a small enough village that people were like, "Well, that's suspicious." He like led them on these trails through the mountains, and then gave us letters saying they're fine, but he's selling their clothing. So, doesn't rum-
2: seem fine.
1: Doesn't seem fine, right? <laughs> so rumors started spreading. I don't know what. So- <laughs> 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 he sold their clothes. I don't know why. Okay. He also sold soap. That they said he made from human fat.
2: I've heard and, of that.
1: I mean, they use animal fat to make it.
2: Yeah. It's like, wait,
1: time out. You've heard of people <laughs> using human fat? No, Whenever I was looking at
2: um, corpse candles, it's different <laughs> I just
1: things. just right over one. We're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah like,
2: sh- <laughs> Sure she has, yeah. <laughs> no, with corpse candles, they use, you know, that fat for burning, so.
0: Hold up. I didn't know that. Any fat was used in animal fat, it's used yeah. That,
1: but okay. Mm-hmm. All right, so you hate that, but yet, like, you eat meat. Oh, are we getting
2: into this debate? <laughs>
1: no, I'm just saying, like, I mean, they're just using fat and s- that we don't eat.
0: I mean, it's just, I didn't know, okay? Let me okay. be honest. Okay, out. okay yes,
1: also, it is kind of gross. Let
2: me have my moment. We, to our knowledge, don't eat human fat. I do not. <laughs> <To> our knowledge. <laughs> All right,
1: 1852. So he's selling soap made yes. from human fat, and he's selling their clothes. All right, 1852. A complaint is filed in the city, alleging that he deceived women and children into traveling with him so he could kill them and remove their fat to sell us soap. I mean, that's kind
2: of what it's sounding like. So yeah, he would have loved me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I was thinking while I was writing this, I was like, "Do you want some of my fat, sir?" Some <laughs> <sell> of my clothes. <laughs> I mean, I give them to you. So he was arrested shortly after that in September 1852. But I just think it's kind of cool how the town was like, "Listen, we're going to file a complaint that he's doing this," and they're like, "Sure, let's arrest him. Why not?" I mean, <laughs> that <be> easy, huh? <laughs> this is how villages in Spain apparently <laughs> operated. So his defense. After he was arrested, was that he was suffering from lycanthropy? What what <laughs> werewolfism? Naturally, yes, yes. He was suffering from werewolfism? He was suffering from being a werewolf. I mean, I can and that's what I happened. I can understand that. So he's brought to trial, and at the time, the city where he was at in trial was going through like this terrible famine, which meant that. There was mass migrations of people moving around and, quote, a, notable, a noticeable increase in insanity. So, basically, like, people are all, they're like, there's a werewolf here. <gasps> hysteria. I don't like Salem. Yes, hysteria. Kind of like Salem and the Which Werewolf panic. Trials. Yes. So, Blanco did admit to 13 murders, but he said he was cursed and committed them while he was transformed as a werewolf. I mean, that'll do it to you. So, quote, this is all from him. The first time I transformed was in the mountains <laughs> of Kuso. Okay, I don't know. I came across two ferocious looking wolves. <clears throat> I suddenly fell to the ground and began to feel convulsions. I rolled over three times, and a few seconds later, I was a wolf.
0: Oh my god, that's all
1: it tastes? <laughs> I was out. Mur- mur- <laughs> marauding 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 yeah marauding i've never just seen it like with the ig okay with the other two for five days until i returned to my own body the one you see before you today your honor the other two wolves came with me who i thought were also wolves changed into human form they were for valencia one was called antonio and the other don Gennaro. they too were cursed we attacked and ate a number of people because we were hungry yes So, of course, in court, they're like, show us what you got, boo.
2: (laughs) Roll around around. (laughs) to a werewolf
1: right now. Three times. They asked him to demonstrate the transformation. (laughs) Um, But he said the curse only lasted for 13 years, and he was now cured because 13 years expired last week.
0: (laughs) <laughs> my God, that timing! Oh, last burned. week, so he's fixed. I was like, "Oh, wow, shut him!" Thirteen
1: him. years and it expired we just last week. It.
0: Surely, he knows another werewolf. though. Can you see him like Come being on. up
1: there in front of court and they're like, "All right, can you show us?" And he's like, oh, "Listen, last week I got cured. You just missed it. <laughs> Sorry, Judge. Just missed my guy. <laughs> if only you had rested me a week earlier, <laughs> could have showed you." So, October 1852, he was examined by several doctors. And they reported that he invented this whole thing up. They based this off phrenology, which is like where you, you know, study the bumps and the indentations on your skull. Phrenology. 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 What did I say? Phrenology. Okay, well, whatever. You know what I mean. Okay. Okay.
0: They did not I find did.
1: any motives for his <clears throat> killings, though. They could not figure out why he did it.
0: Well, of course not, because he was a wolf. <laughs> <laughs>
1: he was hungry. Wolves don't
0: have motives. <laughs> he was a wolf of the wear.
1: The court did acquit him um, of four of the murders because forensic evidence indicated that they really had died in a wolf attack. (laughs) No. (laughs) But they were like, you're not really a wolf, sir, so we're not going to put these four on you.
2: But But, what if he was? And he's just not taking credit for these. Could have been
1: his. Yeah, Yeah, he needs to be held accountable. (laughs) He was found guilty of the other nine murders. Um, The remains of these bodies were severely butchered, though.
0: Maybe he was a character from
1: Harry Potter. Maybe he was Professor Lupin. But Lupin mm-hmm. wouldn't kill anybody, it'd be Greyback. Mm-hmm. Greyback would kill people. I mean there's
2: there's I mean, things. but whenever he was a werewolf, he was much more aggressive. I think so too. And he couldn't necessarily mm-hmm. control it.
1: But he had no motive. Greyback was Mo- no motive the bad werewolf of all of them. We're gonna put it on him. Okay. We've, all right. We've solved the case. On April sixth, nineteen fifty <clears> or eighteen fifty three, I'm sorry, he was sentenced to death by I'm gonna mispronounce this word, Groat. I think
2: it's
1: Gaurat. Gaurat. Okay. I could be wrong. I don't know. He was sentenced to death by Garat with money paid to each victim's family as restitution. So Garat, as you guys remember, it's like they sit in a chair and they have like something basically to strangle them with and they hold it behind them. Oh. That's by strangulation. Okay. So the court case lasted for seven months and the transcript was actually bound into five volumes titled Lycantropia. Nail it. So you can read it. His case was sent to the territorial court in Acarona, which I'm guessing is like their Supreme Court is what I could kind of guess from it.
2: A uh, corona
1: <laughs> <laughs> And they reduced his sentence to life imprisonment instead of death. Uh, the prosecution appealed this and in march eighteen fifty four the original sentence was upheld and he was sentenced to death again. <laughs> So it was like, (laughs) this poor little yo-yo for this guy. Sentenced to death. No, life imprisonment. Sentenced to death. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But he did not actually die. Um, He died while in prison, but before they could put him to death. Some say it was a guard who shot him, who wanted to see him transform, but it's widely believed that he had stomach cancer and died of that instead in 1863. List of his victims... Manuela Garcia, age 47, and her daughter Petra, 15. Benita Garcia Blanco, age 34, and her son Francisco, 10. Antonio Iand, 37 years old, and her daughter Peregrina, killed while traveling. So all of these were actually killed while traveling. Uh, Josefa Garcia and her son Jose Pazos, 21 years old. And Maria Dolores, 12 years old. So. All females, all children.
0: Good job pronouncing. Thank
1: you. I tried really <clears throat> hard. This is great. So he's not a
0: werewolf. Oh my god! That you say.
1: <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> I he. Don't believe it. If only it had been a week earlier, we would have known for sure. Yes, I know. If he just. just what did he say? He just had to roll around three times. He said he saw two wolves roll around three times, and then he was a wolf. That's all it took. That's all it took. Lindsay. Yes.
2: Do you believe in werewolves? I do not. Sarah? I don't
0: I don't know.
2: I don't know.
0: No. I Have don't there think so. ever <clears throat> been any
2: convincing werewolf sightings and or attacks? I've never um, actually researched that.
1: So while I was researching this, I saw that there were several true crime cases where people claimed that they were werewolves or something like that. And mainly in the 1700s and 1800s, there was a couple like recently, but...
0: Okay, real question though can I wonder if werewolf spite spottings are confused with um what's the name of the creature that you you talk skinwalkers
1: mm. Most people said it was like black magic and stuff like that when they were 'cause isn't that
0: how they sometimes describe the skinwalkers like large
2: mm-hmm. animalistic type creature yes. Definitely.
1: Boydston, Do you believe in werewolves?
2: Um, in a uh, parallel universe, yes. Ooh, parallel uni- what universe. What about again.
1: in this universe? <laughs> in a parallelogram, it, yes. Sorry. I think they're fun to read about. I like reading about them, just like with vampires. Like, um, it's fun, but they're I little-
2: scary. I hope they're not real.
1: Yeah. Them and vampires, I don't think are real, but I still enjoy reading and hearing about them.
2: I feel like they're misunderstood, though. Um sounds like Which ones? Just werewolves. It sounds like um something just comes over them and they can't control their uh, reactions and their instincts.
1: That's what he's saying. He's just hungry.
2: So I guess we can't really blame them. Michael Jackson turned into
0: a werewolf thriller in the beginning of the video.
2: Gotcha. <clears throat> yes. <laughs>
1: Where are you going with <laughs> He did. He did. <laughs> she was there. Jacob was a werewolf in Twilight.
0: Have you watched how they video, or they, uh, how they, oh my god.
1: Filmed? Words record? I heard, yes.
0: I, was, I couldn't think of words. <laughs> filmed is the word I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Them when they were wearing, like, their suits. Oh my god, I cannot talk.
2: Help me. <laughs> yeah, it's like the little, um, like a, a
1: like green screen. screen.
2: Thing? Yeah, but it's for the body, and they have different, like, <laughs> ball type things for yes. their extremities and movement. Oh
1: yeah, it's kind of like what they use for, like, the Hulk
2: probably like in marvels
1: and stuff like that well you know
2: they they have them running really
0: fast in twilight Uh so they have like this treadmill on something that moves really fast so they're like like faster yes it was so funny but they're wearing their green screen there's lots (laughs) of funny things about uh, twilight
1: (laughs) the whole yeah i'm I'm not gonna (laughs) i am surprised those are movies you have seen no i haven't oh okay you're judging them <laughs> without seeing them yes it's <laughs> easy to do it is yeah. easy to do <laughs>
0: yeah i think even all the actors have come out saying that
1: oh my gosh i hated it <laughs> robert pattinson like if you look on buzzfeed there's like a few articles where he's like roasted himself and roasted the movie <laughs> while watching it
0: yeah there's been like recordings of him and chris chris yes, yes talking about it it's pretty funny actually and
1: he's like oh my gosh he just like makes fun of himself makes fun of the whole franchise which I think is funny thanks so much guys for tuning in to this week's episode of our smorgasbord you can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com and find our socials from there or email us at thetipsyghost at gmail.com
2: please give us a 5 star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts we really appreciate it and it truly does help
1: yes it does alright guys thanks so much for tuning in this week we will catch you guys next week okay bye (laughs) bye
2: Bye.